Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. I'll take you to Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. I want to look at Christmas through the eyes of Keelan, who in our story was Joseph, the surrogate father of Jesus. Reading in verse 18, this is how it reads. This is how the birth of Jesus took place. His mother Mary had promised Joseph to be his wife, but while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Her fiancé, Joseph, was a righteous man full of integrity and he didn't want to disgrace her. But when he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned to break the engagement. While he was still debating with himself about what to do, he fell asleep and had a supernatural dream. Now, I don't know about you, but when I look at Joseph, I go, "Uh uh-huh, I get it. I understand how in that moment you're in a place of confusion and debate. And in that place of debate and confusion, he goes to sleep and experiences a supernatural dream. An angel from the Lord appeared to him and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home as your wife because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child in her womb. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Saviour, for he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. This happened to fulfil what the Lord has spoken through his prophet. Listen. A virgin will be pregnant. She'll give birth to a son and he will be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, God became one of us. Traditional translations, God with us. When Joseph woke from his dream, when Joseph woke from his dream, He did all that the angel of the Lord instructed him to do. He took Mary to be his wife, but they refrained from sexual relationships until she gave birth to her firstborn son, whom they named Jesus. I want to have a look at Christmas through the eyes of Joseph today because I think there are some highlights in this account that really speak to us in the here and now. Number one, you see that we are called to experience supernatural life, not just the natural life that our human parents gave us, but supernatural life. The second thing I see is that right in the midst of this story, a righteous man is in the middle of the story. And when you first take a look at it, you think Joseph is that righteous man. But as we're going to see further on in the message is that the Bible is not highlighting the righteousness of Joseph in the natural. He's highlighting the righteousness of Jesus that had just been conceived in his fiancée. And then a supernatural day. And there's nothing more powerful for you and for me than a supernatural dream. And then finally, I want to look at the divine appointment. You need to know that you have a date with destiny. So let's get started with that. It seems to me that we are a type of Joseph generation right now. We've been presented with circumstances that don't seem to add up. Could you imagine being Joseph in this story? Yeah, right, Mary, you're pregnant and you're still a virgin. Mm. And who did you say? The Holy Spirit. Come on, for a moment, 
Come on, for a moment, get out of your super religious kind of mindset that you might be carrying or whatever, but get in the moment, be Joseph. I'd kind of be going, Mm-mm, nah, not buying it. I would have gone to sleep with maybe some help. God, help me get to sleep, do something. And that's exactly how Joseph goes to sleep. And I think we're living in a world right now where the circumstances we presented don't seem to be added up. They don't seem to be matching what kind of is being communicated. And then we go to this place where we give up and we go into a place of rest. God imparts a supernatural dream. Joseph wakes up and then immediately becomes obedient to the instruction. Let me give you this reminder because this, here's the, the title to my message today, Wake Up to Christmas. I believe that when Joseph had finished experiencing his dream, he heard angel of the Lord, the voice of the Lord say, wake up and experience this. Wake up for the plan that's ahead. Number one, I believe at this time, we as followers of Christ need to be reminded of the supernatural life that has been given to us. Salvation is supernatural. It's not philosophy. It's not just a belief system. But what you and I have been given is a supernatural life. When you are born again, you receive the seed of salvation. Just like Mary was impregnated with the Saviour, you and I have been impregnated with salvation on the inside. And it is the Holy Spirit's job to nurture that gestation period of salvation through to full term so that we can become the spiritual eternal beings that God has called us to be. There is a supernatural man on the inside of you and that supernatural man needs food for supply. That supernatural man needs water, supernatural hydration so that you can be all, do all and have all that God has planned for you. Your parents gave you natural life, but the Holy Spirit puts supernatural life on the inside of you. Your spirit man receives fuel when you find yourself in the person of Christ. You could say in person with Christ, in that personal relationship with Christ. Your spirit man is fueled when you're in the place of worship. I don't know about you, but I can do all that I'm supposed to do during the week as a follower of Christ. But when I come into the house of God and worship together with brothers and sisters in Christ, there is something of a recharge that takes place. And if I take that out of my life, that recharge is not there. I think we kind of got to begin to see ourselves as electric vehicles and that we need to stop off and plug in and charge up in that place. But it's not just in Christ, it's also in church, in the place of worship. It's in service. When I'm doing what God has called me to do in ministry, it doesn't drain, but it replenishes. When I find myself in relationship, in vital relationship with other brothers and sisters, I find myself being recharged. I'm saying all of that because when we are presented with challenges, the temptation is to not be in Christ, the Word of God, not be in church because of other circumstances, come out of relationship instead of pushing into relationship. And, you know, most of all, we've got to find ourselves in faith and faith is a posture of spiritual tenacity. I'm sorry, but that's why half our world is in a mess right now. And can I just talk about the Christian world? Is because we're trying to be woke instead of awake. We're trying to be 
politically nice instead of actually out where we're supposed to be and have some spiritual tenacity and stand up for the things that count. It's interesting, one of my scriptures today has been translated into a brand new vernacular, the Passion Translation in the old, and I can't read it in this setting because half of you would misinterpret my intentions and go away and do all sorts of crazy things. But the reality is in the original text, one of the scriptures is scary because God was trying to send a message to His people and say, you know what, when you think you are right, when you stand up in your self-righteousness, it is as filthy rags to me. And that's all very easy to swallow. But I can encourage you, followers of Christ, get your Passion Translation, check it online, go read that text. It's shocking. We need to find ourselves today being reminded that we have been called to a supernatural life. There's nothing like the power of God to interrupt your circumstances and remix them so that they can work according towards to, according to his divine plan. The second thing we see here is a righteous man. It's interesting that Joseph is referred to as a righteous man full of integrity. And by earthly standards, I'm sure he was. However, the real righteous man in this story had just been conceived in his fiance. In the Jewish culture, the engagement was a prenuptial contract called the ketubah, which was entered into before witnesses that gave legal rights over the girl to the bridegroom. This agreement could only be nullified by going through the formal divorce process. Since the girls still lived with her family, sexual relations were prohibited until after the second event of the public marriage ceremony. This engagement period was usually entered into when the girl turned 13. Mary was just a teenager, probably 16 years old, when she gave birth to Jesus. In Isaiah 64 and verse 6, this, this portion of Scripture kind of brings together and reconciles the two righteous men. Here is Joseph, who's known as a man of integrity, a righteous man full of integrity. He had a good reputation. And when he gets this news about his fiancée being pregnant, he can't believe it. How could you let this happen, God? I've lived my life the right way. I've been righteous and walked with integrity. And now you tell me this. And so he started to look at his own personal righteousness instead of realising that true righteousness only can be found in Christ. Isaiah 64 verse 6, we are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall and our sins sweep us away like the wind. Throughout life, Jesus is the only righteous man for all of us. And when we look to His righteousness, we can then live our life out of that. And then we see the supernatural dream. Oh, I pray that you would encounter the supernatural dream of God for your own life. I actually believe that most of us here today have already encountered that supernatural dream that was designed by God to reconcile circumstances that don't seem to add up so that you can continue to live and act obediently in faith before God. On the surface, the circumstances surrounding Jesus' birth are far from perfect. You've got a teenage pregnancy, secrecy and a bewildered bridegroom. They don't seem to add up. But when Joseph 
has the dream. He wakes up from that dream and his self-righteousness has been dealt with. His fears dissolve. His concerns are reconciled and it gives him a heavenly perspective. I don't know who needs to hear this today. The circumstances you're encountering right now don't seem to add up, but by the power of the supernatural dream, God can reconcile those things and give you faith for the future. The future that is before us right now is being set together by God. I don't know, we can think it's the enemy that's made things happen. We can think it's man that's made things happen, but in the end, God will will have His way and His divine plan will come to pass for you. There is a divine appointment for each one of us. Could you imagine being Mary and Joseph in that time? The most romantic dream is coming together and it's interrupted by a plan of God. Sounds like 2020 to me. (laughs) Sounds like 2021 to me. Who knows? It could even be 2022. Who knows? I know you don't like hearing that, but who knows, God does. And in the midst of all of that, His plan can come to pass. Can I remind you of the divine appointment that is placed upon you? You do have a day with destiny. I love how the team put the production together and heard those words at the beginning. Speaking of Mary, the angel says, woman of favour, the Lord is with you. Can I say to every woman, in the room, the Lord is with you and His favour is upon you. You radiate with God's beauty. You are beautiful inside and out, the Scripture says. And we've got to understand that when it comes to Christ and that spiritual man, beauty starts on the inside, works its way out. I've met some people beautiful on the outside but not so beautiful on the inside. But in Christ, He does all the work. He does His best work from the inside out. And He talks to men and says, you know what, men, I have called you to integrity, to carry righteousness, but carry my righteousness. Courageous men who fear less. Courageous men who fear less. It is time for us to realise that we have been called to a supernatural life. And if we're going to be the yielded, obedient men that God has called us to be, we've got to be reminded of the supernatural life. You can't do what God has called you to do without the power of the Holy Spirit. Tongues of fire, supernatural knowledge, game-changing wisdom, great exploits can only be done through the power that God has given to us. A righteous man lives on the inside of each and every one of us. That dream that God has given has been given so that we can deal with self-righteousness. When we come to the end of the ledger, none of us measure up until we first draw upon Christ on the inside of us to live out our life with the integrity that He called us to live with. The divine appointment is pulling you into a purpose that goes way beyond this life. You do have a date with destiny. In fact, just in the short version of it, not one of us is here today by chance. God set this date in His diary to meet with us so that He could speak to us. But at the end of this journey, every one of us have a date with destiny. I have a date at the morgue. 
Only problem is I don't know when it is. It's pending. I want it to be as far as possible in the future, but who knows? I have a date at the door at the morgue. Not a very uplifting thought, is it? But it is reality. The Bible says it's appointed for every man to die once and then face judgment. And all that I do on this life is in preparation for that date with destiny. And thank God that Christmas we can wake up to the reality that I've been called to live a supernatural life. You are seeing a human being, a natural being before you this morning, but behind this veil there is a spiritual man that is being nurtured by God for the purpose of eternal life. And when that seed of salvation came on the inside of me, it was the beginning of a journey. And God is reminding us today that we are called to steward our spirit man to full maturity by the power and grace of the Holy Spirit so that when we have that date with destiny, we can hear those incredible words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the life, the home, the place that I have prepared for you. Can I bring you back to one verse of that portion of Scripture? Verse 21, it says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Saviour, for he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. What an incredible God that we serve, that he would give his life to save his people from their sins. I want to pray with you right here. Father, I pray right now that we would wake up to Christmas and the reality that you've called us to live a supernatural life, a spiritual life, birthed by the power of your Holy Spirit within us through the seed of salvation. God, for us to see that the only righteous man amongst us is the man, Jesus Christ, who you gave to us. And whilst you'll call us to live righteously, when we do it in our own effort, it's as filthy rags before you. Thank you, Lord, for the supernatural dream. God, I pray for those that would say, I've not had that supernatural dream. I've not had that encounter. God, I pray that you would set everything in place for them to encounter you in that dream. I pray that when people go down to sleep tonight, that they will be surprised by what you will do and speak in their night season. God, let not one of us forget that we have a divine appointment from heaven. You've called us to do certain things on building your kingdom. In Jesus' Name, God, I pray for people that right now don't know You. God, I pray that this Christmas would not just be about another traditional message that they hear remixed, rehashed and rehearsed. But God, this would be a time where revelation would take place. Jesus, You said You came to set the earth on fire, to put Your passion for God in the heart of every man and woman. And God, I pray that today in Jesus' Name. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.